Hi, everybody. This is Talking Digital Industries, the podcast for technologies and trends that drive industrial enterprises. And I'm your host, Chris Brown. In our first episode, we explore the hype and reality of edge computing. This is one of the hottest topics in IoT at the moment, as it will bring about a renaissance on the shop floor. And I am super happy to have these three exciting and competent guests here with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, for this discussion, I am joined by Mirko Ross. He is a co-founder of Digital Works and Asvin. Io. Is that pronounced correctly, Milko? Oh, we say Ashwin because it sounds more like Hindu Sanskrit. Um... Ashwin. Yes. All right. Yeah. So Ashwin.io. Both companies have a strong IoT focus, and Milko is also a very active researcher and coach on the field of open innovation, IoT security, and disruptive business modeling. And he says about today's topic, trust is the new value. Mirko, that's, nice that you can join us. That's for sure, Chris. Next up is Rainer Brehm from Siemens Digital Industries, where he heads the Automation Systems and Products Unit. And Rainer says about edge computing, the future will be hybrid. Now, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be talking about cars here in this sense, but we'll get back to that later. Rainer, great that you can join us also. Yeah, thanks, Chris, for having me here. And last but not least, we have Michal Skubac. I hope that he thumbs up. All right, that worked out very well. Uh, Michal is responsible at Siemens Digital Industries for industry software motion control, and he says application drives value. Happy to have you here also. Great to be here with you. So, gentlemen, um, I'm really excited. Once again, this is our first episode, and uh, we're just going to see how it works off. And we're going to start off with the first question here, which goes to Raina. Maybe you can tell our listeners out there the main difference between cloud computing and edge computing. Now, back in the day, I'm talking maybe like 10 years back, the whole you know hype was about cloud. Now it's all about edge. What differentiates the one from another? Well, well I think uh, edge is not really new. Um, if you take your mobile phone out and see the computing power locally at mm -hmm. your hand, you have an edge computer, and the applications that are running there are the functionality. Okay. Or take, uh, you talk about uh, autonomous driving. The car itself is an edge device because you do autonomous driving in the car, but it's still connected to the cloud and receiving data like navigation data or getting update. Okay. And the same is now applying on the shop floor. Like maybe five years ago, everybody was thinking, well, I need to put the data in the cloud and then some miracle will happen. Right. And uh, we see now that um, a lot of topics can be done and should be done locally at the machine, at the plant. And it makes sense because um, if you need constant computing power or constant memory, it makes sense to do it locally. If you need temporary computing power like training neural networks, you can do that in the cloud. On the other side, the topic of latency, which is in automation, very, very important. So you want to control a machine very accurate. Mm -hmm. And then basically, you know, the distance from the machine to the cloud is not, is not beneficial. So a lot of activity is going to be moved back um, to the edge. And it's like a pendulum. Like, you know, you go centrally mm -hmm. more to a cloud and the pendulum swings back mm -hmm. and you see much more local processing power. So basically, if I understood it correctly as a layman, um, the main difference is between Pro data processing on a centralized level and on a local level. Is that, is that kind of? Right. With, with benefits, uh, you know, there are some benefits to do it centrally, right. but there are also a lot of benefits, especially on the automation side, if you do it locally on the machine. Okay. And that brings me back to uh, your hypothesis at the beginning where you said the future will be hybrid. Um, once again, maybe Michal, 
um, I can ask you this question. Do you agree with that hypothesis? And does this have to do anything with cars? I'm supposing not, but maybe you can... Of course it doesn't, but I, yes, do uh, agree with this hypothesis. I think it's uh, very true that the future is about hybrid connection of different technologies uh, in order to provide the best overarching system. Mm -hmm. So cloud and edge, I mean, it's not like edge replaces cloud, it complements clouds because you would like to have certain functionalities uh, very close to where the data is produced. Mm -hmm. where the decisions must be uh, taken and you would like to have certain other functionalities uh, in a cloud where uh, resources are nearly unlimited and where you have information coming from many different systems. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, those different systems with the uh, different characteristics and you would like to have a combination of all of that um, and provide the right overall result. So you say they complement each other rather than some voices out there actually say, you know, edge eats cloud. You wouldn't agree with that. Well, I know that some analysts are saying that, um, but, but we see it really more complementary. Mm -hmm. And it depends on the application where more computing makes sense, mm -hmm. but it's complementary. And I think um, something we are aiming for is having really um, a solution in both on the cloud on the edge, but also on the on the control level. Mm -hmm. So having that interplay of these three levels is really the key. Looking at Mirko right now, he has a smile on his face. <laughs> well, I haven't asked him the first question yet. <laughs> um, but Mirko, both of your companies have a strong IoT focus, right? Um, so what fascinates you about this whole topic of edge computing? And maybe you can give us some uh, typical use cases, like what are typical use cases across uh, the industry? Yes, I think we have to look different and I can show you two topics. I mm -hmm. mean, one is the daily bread. If we talk about like, can we use edge computing for predictive maintenance? What can we do at the edge, edge to, yes, uh, improve the production process directly on a sensor, on a controller, on a machine? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's to me a daily bread job. Mm -hmm. We can we can do that now. And even that's what's what industries is looking for currently and working on. And on the other side, we are working on our companies uh, on a rather specific innovation level. And the innovation level is something like what we think, and that's why edge computing is so important. We believe that the centralized structure from the cloud are the past. We believe that decentralization is the most important topic. Mm -hmm. Because if we run into autonomous machining into autonomous cars, we are stepping in a world where the entities will decide by themselves how to reorganize and how to control and steer. And that's completely edge, mm -hmm. because that means that intelligence is on the edge. And it means something like we have a lot of edge computing devices which are forming a swarm And this is swarm intelligence. This is beyond cloud. To me, it's beyond cloud. Uh, we see a paradigm shift mm -hmm. for sure. And even I think we don't have the right words now <laughs> to say, well, we try to find out, is it cloud or is it edge? But to me, it's rather clear that the future is decentralized. All what we see is decentralization because uh, it gives us um, resilience in the structure, mm -hmm. for example. Uh, but even if we step into a machine-to-machine -machine economy where machines are paying machines and stuff like that, and that's what we are working on, um, uh, I think edge computing is the key for that. And I think the interesting topic is that, you know, what, you, what Mercus has said is kind of this kind of really embedded scenarios. You go down to a sensor, you go down in a machine, mm -hmm. you need to have all the strengths of the OT world 
But you know all the scenarios of you know bringing AI in, bringing this uh, distributed compute power in, you need the IT technology. So you really see in that scenarios that OT and IT really comes together, mm -hmm. and only with the, with the joint forces we can make that scenarios happen. But still, let's try to stick to some actual use cases. That sounds like this could be something for everybody, for every industry out there. But maybe Micha, you have as an expert some more use cases that um, actually show that this technology. Um, actually benefits uh, or how it benefits for companies? Let's look, for example, at some applications in which edge computer uh, helps us to really understand the process. Like, for example, uh, quality monitoring or process monitoring systems that gather lots of data from a local system from various sensors, mm -hmm. really tons of data uh, gathered at a very high frequency and processes this information. This is something that you can hardly do in a uh, different way than to than by actually analyzing data on the spot in the real or near real time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, providing some insights to uh, other systems, maybe uh, systems running in the cloud. And I think it's also important to mention that all, many of those applications, like, for example, process monitoring applications, like uh, some uh, also safety-related applications or, or other applications that process a lot of data, uh, benefit a lot from fast innovation. And that fast innovation can be reached uh, through a combination of edge computing with uh, right centralized learning with right centralized systems that gather all the knowledge from different systems and distribute this knowledge back to the edge systems. So it's all about autonomy, yes, but it's not only, it's about uh, separate systems that run separately and mm -hmm. do something. It's about autonomy combined with sharing knowledge. Maybe you can give us an example um, of, let's say, uh, edge computing in use in the Siemens production site. Since we're in Nuremberg, there are many sites very close here. Raina, where, where does it come into play here? Well, I like the cases most where you combine edge and uh, artificial intelligence. And I can give you two examples we are running in our plant in Hamburg. So and one example is we're doing kind of a pre uh, prediction on a spindle of when it fails and we simply get signals like like the, the torque of, of the spindle mm -hmm. and then we are analyzing when it fails and we can predict pretty good when it fails. And that's a typically use case for, for edge. You get a signal then in your in your projection side in order to do maintenance. Another side is more on the process optimization side. So uh, we, for example, we producing um, printed circuit boards, PCBs, mm -hmm. and the bottleneck in the PCB line was always the, the X-ray because we X-ray in the past every each and every circuit board to assure quality. Now the bottleneck was the X-ray, and now the question was: Do we need to put two X-ray machines there in order to to increase the throughput of the okay. line? Okay. What we can do now based on the process parameter of the soldering process and the temperature of the oven and so on and so on, we can now predict if a circuit board has a problem or not has a problem. Wow. In 30% of the cases, you already know that the circuit board will not have a problem. So we are bypassing the X-ray in this case uh, and will go directly to, to the packaging unit. And can still guarantee the quality. Exactly. It can still, and that is real time. You need because it's really going fast through the line, and you need to decide goes it right or left, goes right. it in the X ray machine, or we're going to pass it. Right. Wow. What a smart way to use that. Um, now, researching for today's talk, I, I stumbled across many articles that consider artificial intelligence as the key driver for the adoption of edge computing. And Mirko, you already touched base on that uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, and in, Michal, in a, in a blog post you wrote on edge computing, you provoke with the headline, who is afraid of intelligent machines? 
Well, the question goes to you. Are you afraid? Um, no, I'm not. Is there reason to be afraid? No, I don't think so. I think uh, intelligent machines will help us, and many of those will be built based on edge, uh, edge computing technology. Because we've uh, already mentioned AI algorithms running directly or, or in a machine, we will be able to give another or bring automation to another level. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the moment, many automation systems are highly repetitive systems, able to uh, repeat a task very well, very precisely, cope with some of uh, some uh, uncertainty of an open world, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And when we mix it together with AI, then we will give uh, the machines eyes, maybe similar sense um, as a human being would have in order to cope with uh, uncertain world, with all the things that can happen and to understand what's happening around a machine. That is interesting. And that also, of course, uh, brings up the question around security in this, uh, in this case. Um, this goes back to you, Mirko, since I know you're an expert on this topic. Um, you said trust is the new value. So you mean where data is the key, it also opens up a world um, of additional security headaches, probably for many people out there. So is edge computing becoming a new kind of cybersecurity frontline? Um, yes, um, it's... Like always, I mean, we have many opportunities with edge computing, but at all, we are also opening some new threat vectors by that. Uh, first of all, it's, of course, we are increasing the level how we expose devices because we connect them to the internet. Mm. That's for sure a threat we have to challenge. Um, but there are other topics. I mean, we can do that by implementing as well monitoring systems and certain level of, as I said, trust. In the future, it will be rather important to know which kind of device are talking with humans or with other devices. Um, and this is a question of the digital identity of a device. So can we create really digital identities which are bulletproof? This is one level of trust we need. The second level will be the trust in the data. Can mm -hmm. we trust the data of the device? Because when we use this data, for example, machine learning, we are building, for example, our digital twins upon this data, and the digital twins will affect uh, certain processes in the factories. So it will be an important topic. How can we create chain of trusts from the data source up to the processing. And when the processing will be on a machine learning entity, uh, we have this certain problem for machine learning that even the machine learning algorithms, uh, when they have been trained with data sets, um, they're like a black box. We have to trust what is the outcome of a machine learning algorithm. And this is still a problem because um, there is no possibility to look inside a machine learning algorithm. This is uh, not right, possible. Right, right. So that's, I think, the most challenges we have currently. And at all, it's getting a cybersecurity topic. So creating this kind of trust layers to work with companies you trust or to have trust in the supply chain will become the most important topic for success in the future for the industries. So this kind of also implies, um, just in my head now, this this, uh, this this picture just popped up of not only humans having to trust the machines, but machines have to trust machines also somehow. They have yes, to, right, Chris. Right? I mean, imagine we are stepping into an economy where machines are dealing with machines. Autonomous ent entities of machines, which have intelligence, will do smart contracts with other machines. Wow. 
I mean, this is a completely new economy we're building. And even inside a factory, we're building completely new microeconomies in a factory process. And if this is the future, and I truly believe that this is the future, which is really a revolution, because if you tell this traditional machinery companies or something like that, they're mainly out of mind of this bit. If mm. I tell them, well, the future will be autonomous components inside your machine and will be a machine-to-machine -machine economy, um, trust is everything. Wow, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And if I pass this question on to Rainer and, and Michael, maybe you can tell us what, what your approach is towards security. How, how do we secure the edge? How do we establish the necessary trust? Maybe to add on what just Mirko said, I mean, uh, thinking that further, I mean, in the, in the past, when industry thought of zero started, we talked about cyber-physical system and autonomous system who can interact with others. But we only looked at that really um, from a technology point of view, what is the value add the device is, is bringing. Mm -hmm. We never thought, and absolutely with you, on the really financial terms as well. So um, if a machine is doing a value add, it should also get paid. And that is done between machines. You have payment suddenly between machines. And that's not engineered because currently when you plan your, your line, you do engineering and you know A is talking to B. They're going to be dynamic. There might be a new machine coming in with a certain skill and without engineering, they need to talk to each other and trust each other. And to make that too sure, I think that's a very, very important topic. And that, you know, that dynamic and bringing that in and bringing the technologies in to ensure, for example, that integrity um, is something which, again, coming back to edge, uh, will be um, part of an industrial edge system. Uh, which makes that possible. And um, when, we br uh, when we bring or uh, develop our, our industrial edge offering, security is always one of the key topics. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a topic of cybersecurity, but also a topic of, of data, data integrity. Especially when you control machines, you need to make sure that nobody could manipulate the data. And also before we bring out our devices, well, we build it in, we think of what is all necessary. But also then, before we release it, we do a kind of penetration test in order to make sure that really that... What, is, what does that mean? Penetration test for, for, for our listeners? That, it? that is a kind of friendly hacking. So basically, we are hiring um, uh, internal companies or internal entities to, to hack try your to, own to system. Try, exactly, to hack our own system. Wow. And they're good ones. They're not, you know... <laughs> That's interesting. Just thinking of, uh, you know, machines talking to machines and we as humans not being able to understand them. Once again, trust, I guess, is a big issue. Uh, Michal, what do you say about this? I think when we're talking about uh, edge, uh, edge computing, then we are also talking about creating this new technology as we speak. And that gives us also a possibility to think about security from the very beginning. It's not like thinking about security, which is add-on, like in the last five moments before releasing, the oh, there was something, now I have to also think about security. When we create something new, we have a chance uh, to actually build security by design in the architecture and think about it from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And it helps us to do it in the right way. Security is only one aspect. Of course, uh, trust is, is more than security. It it's all about all different aspects of how systems are being used and how you make sure that they are being used in the, in the right way. And uh, it's going to be crucial mm. because we will be making decisions in the future based on what different sensors and machines will be telling us. And um, if we talk about edge computing um, and the Internet of the Things, um, it also changes the way we do business. Now, let's just assume we got the security issue uh, handled and everything's clear, everybody trusts. And, you know, this evolves. Where, where are the new 
profit zones when we talk about things edge, edge computing will uh, give us opportunities to do uh, business in a different way because we will be able to uh, manage software manage applications manage different offerings uh, in a much more rapid and fast-paced way mm -hmm. like for example adding some digital uh, upgrades to machines uh, giving some functionalities not at the very beginning but later on when a machine is already in the field. Mm -hmm. And then that gives us also a possibility to combine uh, applications, software with services. And of course, service comes with a different business model, with service business models, with, with improvements. So this is all driving an uh, ecosystem of applications, services, and everything that is uh, around it to make it much faster and much better. So much more to come. Um, now, you're all off to an important event here in Nuremberg. The SPS Fair is taking place. And I guess you're all going to be, um, be over there during the next couple of days. Talking about fast-evolving technology like Edge, what are you looking forward to most at the fair? Is there anything you're really specifically uh, interested in seeing there? Who wants to start it off? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to what kind of applications do we see bringing in artificial intelligence on the edge? What is the level, the current level? Because we are facing there, I mean, different challenges like limited processing power on the edge, for example, compared to the high supercomputer backup we have on some artificial intelligence stuff. So I'm really curious on... Uh, what's going on there, mm -hmm. because I think this will be a key factor for the edge success. Thank you, Mirko. Maybe let me step in just to answer your question, <laughs> what are you showing? <laughs> Uh, no, first of all, um, on the on the application side, uh, for example, we bring two applications um, for edge computing. One we call SAM, uh, Semantic Assistant for Machine, and it's really an assistant, uh, like you know, we know for Alexa, for example, you can talk to the machine, but you also get answers mm -hmm. built in. There's a knowledge graph, which mm -hmm. is a kind of AI, uh, where the machine understands the question and is collecting data out of the machine. Could be. What are the components built in the machine? Could be what tutorials are there, how to operate, how to mm. maintenance, mm -hmm. what was the maintenance record, mm. but also, you know, operating the machine. That is done in an app which is running close to the machine. One example. Mm -hmm. But Rana, just, yeah. you know, the story of Siri and me is a completely story of misunderstanding. <laughs> so, because always when I ask Siri something, she. Is she she or he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I hope, I hope, I hope when I ask your machine <laughs> that this is not a story of misunderstanding, that this is a story of understanding. I think that's the true challenge. Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. just not get into pronouns here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was one example. Another example, you also bring uh, the, the digital twin, as you mentioned, on the edge. And we, we, we are executing digital twin in real time, parallel to the real machine. Mm -hmm. And that digital twin uh, can operate soft sensors. So you get a signal from the machine, then you have the, the, the digital twin. It calculates another value of a sensor which you don't have actually in the machine. Okay. And you can use that value of the soft sensor, of the virtual sensor, to you know, um, um, orchestrate your machine again. That's one, one nice example. But what I'm really looking forward is um, how we orchestrate edge on the on the in the OT world, mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward also for discussion of you know how can we build up uh, new ecosystems, you know combining different offerings from different um, um, companies mm -hmm. in order to really build an eco uh, ecosystem of edge. As we see, Rainer, you're looking forward to a lot during the next couple of days. Michal, how about you? 
applications drive the value, as I said before. So that's why applications are key. And we are bringing uh, many new applications uh, around um, our uh, products, applications to monitor um, to monitor our processes, to predict quality, also applications to analyze images in order to understand, for example, what's happening in a machine to find out if the machine is uh, able to start or if there is something something uh, probably in a machine workspace which could cause a problem. Mm -hmm. So giving those eyes to the machines. So we're not talking only about future, like maybe in 20 years, some things will be happening. We're talking about the innovation happening now mm -hmm. and applications that we bring uh, and show um, at the moment, already existing applications. So unfortunately, our time has run out today, but I'd like to thank you all for coming out here. Thank you very much, Mirko. Thank you, Laina. Thank you, Michal, for these insights. And also thank you to our listeners for tuning in here today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you want more, just visit Siemens.com slash industrial minus edge for additional info. And also stay tuned for our next episode. This was Chris Brow and Talking Digital Industries. Hope to hear you again soon.